Welcome to the Build My Online Store podcast, where we discuss everything and anything about running an online store. If you like the podcast, sign up for the mailing list to get news and updates at buildmyonlinestore.com. And now, here's your host, Terry Lynn. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to episode seven of the Build My Online Store podcast. I'm your host, Terry. And today, we'll be talking to Brian and Millie at vinyldrops.com, where they sell vinyl backdrops for studio photographers. But of course, before we start, iTunes review, we have another five-star review from David at The Linden Napkins, and he says it's a super informative podcast. Great job interviewing e-commerce shop owners and finding out how they developed it, what tools they use, and what works or doesn't work for them. It's nice to hear people who actually sell physical goods and not just intellectual data. Your approach is not only helpful, but you have managed to create a refreshing atmosphere that I truly enjoy tuning in for. Thanks and keep up the good work. David from The Linden Napkin. All right, thanks so much, David. Certainly hope you're getting value out of the show and you continue to do so. All right, so over the weekend, I also got a listener email question from Jimmy over in Seattle. And he asked, how can you test a product idea to see if it'll sell? So uh, Jimmy, here are my thoughts. Uh, first off, there's no bulletproof way you can test if a product will sell by 100%. There's a, there are certain things you can do to see if it'll fail. And so uh, here are some of the ways you can do it. Uh, one, you can go to Amazon and see the bestsellers list. You can see if the product is listed there. Uh, see if someone's already selling something similar in the same market. And what you can do is you can look at the reviews. Uh, if in the negative sections, you can see if your product can fill that gap, uh, maybe give a better product in a different type of value. And second, you can check eBay to see the recent completed listings. Uh, what have people bid it on? What have what's been won, kind of at what price range. And, th- and eBay is a great place for overseas products that haven't made it to the US yet. Uh, they'll usually show up there first before being in a wholesale or retail environment. And so your goal is to see, is someone making money off this product idea I have already? If no one is, that's actually not a good thing because there's probably a good reason that no one's making money off it. And so if someone is, uh, that's a good sign because you can then take market share from them and maybe make something better that has a better value for the customer. And the second way is you can create landing pages. Uh, Basically, these are one-page websites that list uh, product features, benefits, and they're basically a sales page for a product. In the end, you have a buy now button. The buy now button will then link to a page that says we're out of stock, and then you can track how many clicks people are there, uh, how many clicks are there to see if it's worth making. And the way you get people to get to these pages is through Google Pay-Per-Click, which is the paid advertising program that Google has. And so there's some legality into setting up this kind of model, but uh, it is a good way to test to see if your product idea will launch because if people actually click buy now, uh, you know they're ready to take out the wallets for your product. And so this is actually taken from the old infomercial model. If you remember in TV, you know, maybe, I don't know how old you are, as little kids, they would have a buy now with your credit card, but they'll ship it in four to five weeks. And this was basically their idea to see if a product actually had a market. And finally, uh, the kind of the more 
tedious way, I guess the more authentic long-term way to do it is actually just understand your customer. You can check Facebook groups, uh, Yahoo, Answers. You can look on forums on the internet to see, is there a market for my product through these forums? You can tell by looking at the topics they talk about, uh, the threads they have, the passions, fears, and problems they share. And basically these are the three things that people will pay for. And so if your product can target an angle like that, uh, it should do pretty well. But it also boils down to uh, what problem do you solve and how do you do it differently? And so uh, an easy way to do about this is what Dan said, you take something expensive and you improve upon it. So uh, how can you offer diff more value, right? Could you offer a better shipping policy? Uh, could you make, the, make a better design, more functionality, uh, different size, make a smaller, larger, col different color? Uh, there's all sorts of things you can do and so it's a matter of getting you know, creative and kind of figuring out things as you go along. So uh, good luck and I hope this helps. All right, so today we have Brian and Millie at vinyldrops.com. Hey Millie, how you doing? Hi. Thanks for taking the time to do the call. I know you just had a little baby, so. <laughs> it's we just probably have to switch because he's like six, seven weeks old and he's a mess. You never know when he's going to cry. Okay, well, let's just get started then. Uh, so how did you get into Vinyl Drops? What's the story behind it? Uh, well, okay, the story behind it is, as you know, I'm a photographer. And for years, I've been trying to find perfect photography backdrops for my personal needs. Uh, but what happened is that I was facing the lack of colors all the time. And on the other side, some other materials like muslin and other fabri fabrics were just too expensive. And they had like really old school, outdated design, which really wasn't for my type of photography. On photography market, when you do an analyze, uh, you see that there are pretty much three basic type of photography backdrops. There are paper type. They do offer decent choice of colors, but I still, I personally couldn't find the right colors that I would like to use in my studio. Plus the other the problem with the paper is that it wrinkles very easily and tear apart very easily. And once it's dirty, you cannot really clean it. The only thing you can do is to throw it away. So even it seems uh, cheap uh, at the first sight, paper is really expensive on a long run. Other material that are offered on the market are muslin and fabric fabrics. But they're really expensive and really hard to clean, actually. Pretty much if you get dirty with them, the only thing you can do is to do dry cleaning. And I think that photographers really don't have time for that. Best experience was in the past with vinyl backdrops. But um, before we started our company, the only backdrops I could find were like three basic colors. It was white for high-key photography, black for low-key and chroma green. So I had the best experience with vinyl backdrops, but I was facing the problem with design and colors. So that's how I got the idea to start this company. Pretty much that's how we did. That, that was very beginning. That's how we started brewing our idea. For backdrops, they're mostly for session photographers or like do all photographers actually have backdrops? I'm not really sure on the industry. It's really up to photographer. Many lifestyle photographers do uh, their shoots only at loca on location. Uh, or if they do family photography, they usually go to the client's house. But regular professional photographers, they definitely use studio and they use backdrops, yes. Right, and so I'm sure your background has really helped uh, identifying with your customer base, right? 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, being a photographer helped me a lot because I simply know the market and I know what photographers need in their studio. But uh, what helped a lot uh, is also my background in marketing and design as well because for years I've been working as a marketing manager in Europe and uh, I also did design for the last few years so Brian my husband he's co-owner of the company he also has amazing background in marketing and he used to run one online business before so when we decided to start Vinyl Drops it was kind of really natural next step uh, our both backgrounds helped us so much because we built our company from scratches and we really did everything by ourselves including design, building a website, every single step. So it was a hard work, long work, but, you know, when you're starting out and when you don't really have a big budget, it's really helpful when you don't need to outsource anyone. So so how do you guys split the operations? Do you do like the marketing side? He does like the kind of the technical stuff? or Design is mostly related to technical stuff and uh, dealing with customers. Uh, I kind of do um, marketing and content, contacts with other photographers, other vendors, that kind of stuff so and i do design as well and i process the rr orders so that's pretty much how we split yeah so how did you come up with the material to use vinyl i know you talked about paper fabric uh, but how did you think about vinyl oh because it's just perfect i used vinyl before but as i said there were only like three colors on the market so i really really wanted to explore the market more and try to find a real vendor good supplier who can actually produce what they have the idea and that was a tough process actually it took ages <laughs> to find a real vendor but once we did uh, we really celebrated that what, what we wanted to find is um, high quality vinyl that is uh, printed with ink colors with ink matte colors and um, material as itself is matte as well because what is important about vinyl is to be non-glare completely non-glare that's really important in photography and vinyl is also good if you're photographing kids or babies or pets because the backdrops tend to be destroyed very easily when you're photographing those subjects so vinyl is very durable and once you invest in that kind of backdrop it can last for literally five or more years paper rolls are the backdrops with a huge roll where they just pull it down and then they rip it and then they pull it down some more whenever they need new backdrops right yeah yeah. And one of the things with a vinyl backdrop depends on the size you order from us. But if you order like smaller size, we offer like five by six. It can be used as a floor drop to imitate the real floor. It can be used as a backdrop. It can be very easily transported from the studio to location. There are several ways how you can hang them. It can be hanged with a pole pocket on a photography stand. You can use clips or even use some certain tapes so you can attach to the wall if you're on location. So it's really good. It's very useful. I see. And all those insights come from being a photographer yourself. I can clearly tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So how has engaging with other photographers helped your business? What we do, we do two different crucial engagements. Uh, the first one is with, with other photographers and the other is with other vendors. Uh, and I'll talk more about that. When it comes to photographers, what we are trying is to build really, really good connections. Connections are very important in every business and vinyl drops are certainly not exception. We constantly build, build relationships with photographers who are leaders in the industry. Some of them uh, have over 30 years of experience and they're very 
very well-known names. They're authority in the industry. They have very busy blogs. They write books, teach other photographers, holding workshops and that kind of stuff. So we do make different kind of arrangements with them. We sponsor their workshops. Um, we give discounts to their followers, people who attend their workshops and that kind of stuff. So in return, uh, photographers that we are working with give us a free banners on their website. They promote our backdrops on their social media websites. Uh, when they hold workshops, they mention us as a sponsor again, that kind of stuff. And that definitely brings us new audience onto our website. The other strategy that we are using is uh, working with other vendors. For example, when we're targeting newborn and baby photographers, we are trying to connect with other vendors who are targeting the same photographers. For example, uh, um, companies who are producing clothes for babies, printing companies, um, so pretty much everyone who are targeting newborn photographers. So what we are doing then, we are hosting a giveaway on our blog. And uh, we are like a main host. Uh, we give the biggest award to people who are going to participate. But we also invite uh, guest vendors. Those are all the guys who are targeting the same newborn photographers and uh, what we do then is we all give certain awards or discounts to participants but all people who decide to participate uh, have to do certain stuff they need to like facebook page of each vendor they need to sign up on our forms on the website so they need to fill out certain tasks so they can actually be part of the giveaway and then we all award one person in the end but what that type of giveaway brings to us is a huge exposure and then we all end up with more fans with more marketing with more sales so this is something that we do it's a win-win for everyone. We definitely, so I think that similar model can be actually implemented in many industries. So we are not competition to each other. We behave like friends. And then we use that uh, to win because many of those vendors have like over 20,000 followers on social media websites. So you definitely want to have them on your board. So. Yeah, and it's certainly much easier to leverage someone else's following than build completely new followers yourself, right? Absolutely. That's something, that's the strategy we are using because we are so young company. We are only three months old. And that's something that we definitely use to build our audience. So when you design a new backdrop, how many backdrops do you have? And, you know, what's the process of coming up with a new design? We wanted to launch our company with much as possible designs so we can offer variety on the website. And we started with 150 designs. At this point, we have around 180. And we are trying to refresh our website every month, at least with 10 new designs. You said you have 180 designs now. Do you actually have physical inventory in your studio or do you just kind of wait when someone orders it and then you get it made and then sent to the customer? We don't have inventory because uh, photographers, they are aware that our, our product is very specialized product. So we are not t-shirt company. We don't do mass production. We do offer um, a big choice of design. And from the moment when our customer orders a backdrop, it takes around three days to proceed entire order and to make the backdrop and then we ship it. I see. So that's, that's a much better process than having inventory and then trying to sell your product. Absolutely. We, we just couldn't afford it because vinyl is really expensive and it just doesn't make sense to keep 180 designs on an inventory because it's a huge investment and you cannot predict what people are going to buy. 
Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's move on to a little bit about operations. Uh, how did you end up on the Shopify platform, and did you look at other e-commerce platforms? Yeah, you know, I I've had experience with with Volusion in the past, and I think Volusion is a good good platform. It's it's far more complex. It's it's uh, a word might be kludgy, and not to beat up Volusion, but they, they it's almost like they have feature overkill, and it really does require just to load up one piece. I you know had this vision of starting a t-shirt company at one point, which is a bad idea, but it kind of started that process with, with those guys over at Volusion. And the process to go through to, uh, to upload one t-shirt was just ridiculous. Shopify, I think they've, they've really sort of optimized the whole experience for people who don't have a lot of coding experience and HTML and CSS, and I do have some and can get behind there, although I haven't done a lot. But I just think that their product is is, is really strong. I think it, it it's anybody who's trying to start an online e-commerce business. I think Shopify is is the way to go. There are certainly limitations, just like with any any other product out there. I used to run a an online art site for for four and a half years that was built from the ground up and it cost ninety thousand dollars to have it built and it was impossible to have any changes made because every time i'd reach out to my vendor to have a change made it was five thousand dollars shopify is a great solution to kind of eliminate that there are limitations of course but i think the the, the platform that they built is is great and it, it's going to work for a lot of people so what are the limitations you found well you know for example right now and i i don't know if this is necessarily a limitation it's an annoyance but we are for each of the 180 uh, backdrops that we currently have on our site we need to add some more some additional features for example we're going to offer poll pockets for each of our backdrops. And a pull pocket is basically just an easy way for people to hang the backdrops if they don't want to use clips. And so we're going to offer five options. Basically, no pull pocket, pull pocket on the top, pull pocket top and bottom, left and right. And so there'll be five variants, basically. And the process that I'm going through, I could do that sort of individually on the website itself, but that would take probably, you know, for 180, 180 pieces, that would take, I don't know how long. So the, one of the limitations, and, I, and again, there's just maybe no way around this. If I could hand code this, I could, I could make this be a much more efficient way. I just don't know how to do it. But um, so I'm having to use, I've exported all of my products through Shopify, which they do give you this feature, and basically using an Excel spreadsheet, going through and adding in these variants to each of the products. But it's basically a a copy paste kind of job. Then you re-upload, and and everything then will theoretically, if I don't screw it up on the uh, on the Excel sheet, theoretically each of the 180 products when I'm done will then have these new variants for the pull pockets. And it does make it more efficient, and it's their solution for this because you can't get into the code at least at this level to go in and just kind of add this for everything. So it seems like basic users will love it, but if you're kind of looking for more advanced features where you actually want to hard code stuff, it, it's kind of a, a little annoying, right? Well, I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say it's annoying. You know, I've gotten in pretty deep into this. I, you know, they they do give you enough to hang yourself with. 
in terms of getting into the code, the dot liquid uh, platform, you can get in there and mess things up pretty good. But there are some of these fundamental things, like I'm just not smart enough to figure out how to do this m more efficiently or to add these features other than to do it through the upload process or do it individually one by one on the site. But, you know, that's the whole purpose of Shopify. I, I mean, you know, it's to eliminate, I think, the need for people who, who might be know enough to be dangerous, but they just need a nice, solid platform to launch off of. You know, because there's so many things, just like on any website. Every day I look at the website and I go, God, I wish we'd do this. We got to do this. We, you know, we, we've got these laundry lists of things that we want to do, and you really have to prioritize. And But some of those are going to be a lot easier. Some of them might even require us to reach back out to Shopify and say, okay, tell me if I can do this, and if I can't, how much is it going to cost? All right, so uh, do you use any apps on the Shopify platform, any third-party app? There's there's a couple, and I've tested some. I, I think some of the apps, you tend to test, and you go, is this useful, is this not? And some of the apps are paid, and because we're so young, we're trying to not continually increase our monthly expenditures by adding more and more apps. And these are some of the free ones that we've been toying with. There's one called Lexity Live. Lexity is, was interesting for a couple of days. It basically provides real-time feedback on who's on your site and shows what pages they're on, how, you know, kind of how long they've been there. And they, they kind of put people in categories based on how long they've been there, like thinking. They call it thinking, like thinking about buying. That's one of the ones that we've played with. Uh, you know, again, I don't, I, I don't want to bash Lexity, but it's not, not something that we'd necessarily pay for. You know, you can sit there and become addicted to watch this application throughout the day and go, wow, I've got, you know, I've got 25 people on my website right now. But you also get a lot of that through Google Analytics now. Google provides that. And, and I'm just, I have to be a Google Analytics freak. So we tried a, a, an app called Yutpo and I've recently taken it off, but basically Yutpo's entire purpose is like for each product that you have, there's a there's a an interface below your product. You can put it wherever you want on the page, but it's um, it's basically something that says, "Hey, give us a review of this product," and it and it forces them to log in to Facebook and I believe Twitter as well, but Facebook would be the primary. And then whenever they post a review, then that theoretically is seen by all of their followers. Uh, no one has ever used that, and I don't blame them. Yeah, I would. It's not something I would personally do either. I mean, I wouldn't even bother to write a review on some website usually. I, I don't either. And, and I'm with you there. I thought, well, this might be a nice way because we're looking for some grassroots ways of getting the word out. But, you know, real people, real buyers are going to buy in, in sort of they're going to buy anonymously. They don't want to share this with the world. It's not that important to them. Um, and so we've we've recently removed that. So that was the other application that we've tried. Yeah. And my, my philosophy is that if they really like it, they'll take the initiative to share themselves. You don't need to, you know, put this in their face all the time. That's kind of what I believe. I'm with you there. Exactly. Well put. Yeah. All right. So, and what is the, what are some challenges you've found uh, just starting out? I think the biggest challenges that you have of any online business, and this is not my first online business. Uh, the first one I ran, I ran successfully for four years and then it failed. And these, this is the reality of running online. It's a constant challenge. It's a constant grind. It's a constant, um, how, what can I do today to reach out to another hundred people? Um, how can I tell my story? We do not have big budgets. 
you know, it'd be one thing to go on TV and start targeting, you know, television shows that are targeting photographers. We don't have budgets like that. So the biggest challenge that we find is not so much the technology, not so much the website. We think our website looks okay. It certainly functionally works. If you want to buy a backdrop, you select a size, a price, and boom, you can have it. We will deliver it to you. The biggest challenge is getting people, in particular in our case, photographers around the world to know who we are and what we do. And that's the ongoing challenge. That's the one that you're constantly trying to overcome. And you spend your days trying to figure out how to be compelling and smart and reach bigger people. One of the things that I'm going to do as part of this company, Millie is really focused on targeting photographers and even wannabe photographers that might like having some of our backdrops in their studio. I'm going to start focusing on retail. There are thousands of photography stores across the country and across the world. And uh, we think our product might be appealing to them if we can get the prices right for them. Yeah, and the ones that are still using paper or fabric backdrops could use certainly an update uh, technology-wise on their backdrops, right? Well, this is the thing, you know, everybody, it's like every photographer has been using paper. I have 10 friends who are photographers. I don't know why, but I do. I married a photographer. I've just, I've been around creative people my whole life and photographers have been one of them. I ran a business that helped promote photographers, but all these guys are still using paper. And you know, it's really, the question is why? Paper, You can, sure, you can get a big roll of gray, a nice gray paper backdrop. You're going to rip off the pieces as it gets dirty, typically after every shoot. And paper will last a few months. I mean, you know, depending on how busy you are as a photographer, it's going to last. You got tears. We've got we've got photography rigs here in in our studio with paper hanging on them, and they're torn and they're dirty. And then you got to rip them. So we really thought that this this idea of vinyl was just mind blowing. I mean, it's not a new idea. It's out there, but it's one of these things that's slightly more expensive but it's going to last you 10 times as long. And the design is more compelling. I mean, maybe we do go too far with some of our designs. You know, sometimes some of the designs are a little crazy, you know, but, and, and a lot of photographers are still stuck in the rut. Well, I need a nice gray backdrop. Well, that's fine. We have that. But we also have more compelling, more interesting, more cutting edge things that you can, that we've tested, that you can shoot against, that really make for interesting photography. Paper is probably never going to go away, but we hope that vinyl becomes more, uh, more of a, a mainstay in a professional photographer studio. Okay, well, I think that's it for my questions. Uh, how can we get a hold of you if our audience has uh, some questions? Well, I think the, the best way, we'll give kind of our generic email address, which is pretty easy. It's support at vinyldrops.com. And of course, uh, our website, www.vinylprops.com. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Bye. To get more information about running an online store, visit our website at buildmyonlinestore.com. There, you'll find articles, case studies, and tools to help you run a successful online store. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store podcast.